Hey guys, welcome to the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Coming at you from my car, driving on my way to go pick up one of my sons from his driving driving lessons classes things, driver's ed. Pretty cool, huh? And uh, today I wanted to talk to you about comps, finding comps on properties and doing it really simple. Cool? All right, so what's interesting about this, I was recently asked this question from one of our coaching clients. And uh, hold on a second. Oh, that was annoying. (laughs) I have a little, uh, one of those tin cans of Altoids. And it was bouncing around and clattering and making all kinds of noise. Anyways, one of my clients, coaching clients, asked me a question about comps. And she was saying it's taking so much time to come up with offers and find comps on these properties. It's frustrating. She needs help. What do I do? And I first thing I thought of was like, well, why, why is it taking so long, number one? And number two, why are you doing it? Why don't you get a VA to do it or a virtual assistant to do it for you? So I'm just going to walk through with you. I did a Facebook Live and a YouTube video today about it. So as you're listening to this, maybe a few days from now, a week from now, go back to go to YouTube and uh, or my Facebook page. My Facebook page, if you all don't know, is Joe McCall Wholesaling Lease Options. Or just go search YouTube for Joe McCall. Find my channel there. I did a video today, I think it was today, yes, talking about this thing, and I showed from an example deal how I find comps really quickly and how I use them to create offers, and I even had a spreadsheet that I gave away as part of that social media stuff. So, by the way, if you don't follow me on social media, you should. Go follow me in whatever your thing is, except Instagram. I'm not into Instagram yet. I don't... I'm a old, uh, old school, late ad- adapter. I'm an early adapter for like everything else except social media. So I'm not on Instagram that much. But go look me up in the Facebooks or in the um, YouTubes and you'll see me there. And I did one <laughs> today about finding comps and I gave away a spreadsheet. So that kind of ties into what I'm going to be talking to you about today. And you'll also get to see me kind of do it on that video. Cool. And if you like the video, give it a thumbs up and share it on your profiles and say, hey, check this out. So what I do when I'm doing comps is I just do the averages. When I'm looking for the ARV or the after repair value of a property, I keep it super simple and I just average or do the median price of either five or six different sources like Zillow, Redfin, Realtor.com, ePraisal, PropStream, which is awesome. Go get it, PropStreamJoe.com, and uh, RealQuest Express. So there's like six right there, maybe, maybe seven, where you can go get their estimate of value, okay? RealQuest Express, Zillow, ePraisal, Redfin, Realtor.com, and PropStream. Um, I might be forgetting one. 
but that will give you some kind of estimate. So put them in a little spreadsheet and average them. The other thing I like to do is I also like to look at the median of that. So in, in, in a spreadsheet, you'll do equals average parentheses and then the group of cells. Median is the same formula. Equals median with an N at the end. And then in parentheses, the cells that you want. And the median, all that is, is it kind of removes the outliers, sorts everything from low to high, and it gives you the number that's in the middle. And so it kind of helps with you know, ignoring the ones that are really cheap and the ones that are really expensive and gives you a good round number. So I compare those two and sometimes just use the one that looks like it makes more sense. That's it. I, it takes me, if I were to do it myself, a couple minutes to do that. Now, hopefully, maybe you have a VA that does that for you. <clears throat> and uh, that gives you the ARV. Now, when it comes to, if I'm going to make a cash offer, it's super easy. I like to look at the lowest sold comps. I look at the three lowest sold comps, and I average them, and I multiply that number by 80%. And that gives you just a good place to start and you might try that and you may feel like, oh my gosh, this is way too low. The seller's going to kill me if I make this kind of an offer. Well, that's the kind of offer you want to make. If it doesn't make you uncomfortable and a little queasy, then you're offering too much. If you don't have that knot in your stomach, like, oh my gosh, I can't do this. Then you're probably offering too high of a price. So <clears throat> take the three lowest solds and do it that make the offer. Now, if the house doesn't need any work at all, yeah, maybe you can do just 75, 70, 75% of ARV minus your wholesale fee. But typically when you're wholesaling deals, we're only wholesaling properties that need some work anyway. So that's why I like the three lowest solds. Average them, multiply that, excuse me, by 80%. That's a good cash price that you should offer. The other thing I'll say about that is when you do come up with the cash offer price, um, you wanna compare that number to the active listings. There's a real easy way to do this in Redfin, so I wish I could show you, but I really like using Redfin and PropStream to find, for finding comps. In Redfin, you gotta scroll down until you find a map of the, of the uh, property. And somewhere below that map will be a link called Map Similar Properties. And the weird thing about Redfin, I don't want to get too techy here, but like if it's a listed property that's actively listed on the MLS, you won't find that little button there. So you have to open the map and then you'll find that link that says map nearby properties. Anyway, you click on map nearby properties and you will see um, all of the properties that are listed for sale around that home. And then from there, you can change the filters and look at solds. But so what, what I'm saying is this, when you figure out kind of what the comps are, the three lowest solds, and you can do that in Redfin or in PropStream, they're both really good, then compare it, like you want to add your wholesale fee on top of that, right? So let's say the house is worth fixed up $180,000, and you look at, and you see three lowest solds or maybe $100,000 on average, and you take that 80% of that, and you're going to offer $80,000. You want to make sure that like, after you add your $10,000 wholesale fee, so you're going to be advertising that property for $90,000. You want to make sure there's not any active properties listed on the MLS 
that are listed for sale for less than what you're trying to sell your property for. You understand? So you want to make sure you don't see any properties that are on that are listed for 85,000 or 80,000 because then that buyer is going to think are you an idiot? Like why would I want to pay 90 for your house when I can buy a similar house that needs less work for 80 somewhere else? Do you uh, can you smell what I'm stepping in? Right? You understand what I'm saying? So always compare your prices. Now, when I'm making an offer, I'm always thinking about how can I make this deal marketable to my buyer? Who is my buyer? Who is my end buyer? Is it a tenant buyer for lease option? Is it a cash buyer? Is it a landlord? Is it a fix and flip investor? Buy and hold, right? So always be thinking about who the buyer is and when you're making your offer, how can you make that deal the most attractive to that end buyer. Does your end buyer have cash or do they want terms? And that's going to kind of determine how, what kind of offer you make. Does that make sense? So that's it for cash offers. You want to see what the ARV is. And then for your cash offer, you almost don't care about the ARV because I just told you, you take the three lowest sold comps, you multiply that, you average that and you multiply that by 80%. But you could also do what's called the typical standard Mayo formula, maximum allowable offer, right? You take the ARV times 70%, maybe 75%. And then you subtract repairs and you subtract your wholesale fee. And that could be where you start what kind of offer you make. The other thing is sometimes I like to make a sandwich lease option offer. And this is really, really simple. When I'm making a sandwich lease option offer, I take the ARV that I calculated by taking the average of those six or seven different uh, websites, you know, and I multiply that by 85%, 85% because that means I can tell the seller, listen, I'll give you the same equity you would get if you sold with a realtor. Then I figure out what kind of rent that property would rent for. Would it rent for $1,700 a month? So then I'm going to offer the seller 75% of the rent because I want to get at least three to four hundred dollars a month in cash flow, right? So I want twenty-five percent of the rent for cash flow, and I want fifteen percent of the of the uh, price for the equity equity of the property, and that's my offer. And I try to get five years, and I might put five hundred to thousand dollars down. So as in a simple example, let's say it's a hundred thousand dollar house. I'm going to give the seller on the A to B an option contract, a lease option contract for $85,000 in five years. And I'm going to lease it. Let's say it rents for a thousand bucks a month. I'm going to lease it from the seller for $750 a month. All right. So I'm going to have a contract to buy it from the seller for 85 and I'm going to rent it from the seller for $750 a month. And I have five years to buy that property. I have an option for five years. One of the things, though, that I'm telling the seller is, listen, I'm going to take care of all of the day-to-day maintenance and repairs, which, by the way, I'm passing on to the tenant buyer. But I'm also telling the seller I'm going to take care of the vacancies. So you don't have to worry about vacancies anymore. Then I'm going to put a tenant buyer in the house. I'm going to advertise it. for. I'm going to sell it for $110,000 sometime in the next two to three years. And I'm going to advertise it for $1,000 a month in rent. So where are my profits? Um, I'm making 110 minus 85, so that's $25,000 back-end profit. And then I'm making $250 a month in cash flow. So 10, that's, tw- you know, probably about, let's just say $3,000 a year in cash flow. 
over three years, that's thirty-six nine nine thousand dollars. Huh? I'm tired. Um, yeah, let's just say nine thousand dollars in cash flow over three years plus twenty-five grand. So I'm, I'll make thirty-four grand, thirty thousand dollars. Let's just say thirty thousand dollars in profit on that deal. Not bad, right? And then the final thing I might offer to the seller if they say no to a sandwich lease option offer like that is I'll give them the $100,000 that they want for the house and I'll rent it from them for the market rents, $1,000 a month. And I will um, then just sell that contract or assign that contract to a tenant buyer and then I'm done and out of the deal. So I hope all of those numbers didn't kind of like make your eyes gloss over. Here comes my son. He's going to want to drive, so I'm going to have to hurry up. <laughs> but anyway, that's kind of how we find comps, okay? Um, just keep it super simple. All of that I just said took me way longer to explain it than it really needed to be, but um, it should just take you a couple minutes. Get the a- And your VA should do it. Your virtual assistant should do it for you. Find the average of those six or seven different websites that give you a value. Do the average or the median. That's your ARV. Boom. That's it. Go for it. For repairs... I usually do, if the seller says it doesn't need any repairs, I might do five bucks a square foot. If it needs cosmetics, I might do 10 or $15 a square foot. If it's a full gut rehab, 25 bucks, maybe 30 bucks a square foot, depending on where you're at, right? Just use that for repairs. If you're making a cash offer, take the average of the three lowest sold comps that have sold in the last six to 12 months, average those, multiply it by 80%. That could be your cash offer. You don't even have to worry about ARV. You don't even have to worry about repairs. If you're doing a sandwich lease option offer, then I do 85% of the ARV and I do 75% of the rent. That's my lease option offer for five years. Then I turn around and sell it to the tenant buyer at about like 105 cents of current market value. Oh, woo, lots of numbers. And then on a wholesaling lease option deal, I just give the seller whatever price they want. That's it. That's how you do it. Super simple and easy. And you know what? You will learn this. You'll become an expert at it the more you do it. Just practice it. Do it. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to fail. You're going to make a bad offer. A lot of bad offers. That's okay. That's all right. You know, sometimes you make a really bad offer and the seller accepts it. Like what I mean by bad is like really, really low. My first deal, the seller wanted... Well, she wouldn't even tell me what she wanted. It had expired the year before for like $130,000, $140,000. I had no idea. I couldn't get comps. It was a multifamily in the middle of nowhere in the sticks. And I didn't have any buyers. And I didn't even know how to figure out like how to make an offer based on the rents. So I just pulled, I used the uh, rectal extraction method, which is kind of gross, but it kind of funny. And uh, I said, I'll, uh, I don't know, I'll give you 50000 for it. And the seller said, yes, okay. I put it up, sign in the yard, sold it like the next day for $65,000. So yeah, sometimes you just got to guess. And if it doesn't make you queasy, then you're offering too much. That's what you do. Go make it happen. Make some offers. Peace.